0: I'm Bailey. I'm Drew. And I'm Lacey. And And we're we're sarcastic, sarcastic, so let's get sinister. So, hello, everyone cool so what do you got for us today okay so i'm gonna be telling you guys about the bookstallia i'm excited about this because i know it's a famous case yeah i don't actually know much about it so yeah okay so first of all it's gonna be a two-parter okay um that's your first two-parter i think so i think that the yes it is because we've only only done one two-parter at this place yeah um I think the second part is just going to be going over possible murder suspects. 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 There's the word. I, I said possible, and then I was like, "Well, not possible suspects, because I feel like they are suspects." Oh, so no police. I don't. I mean, possible killers. I mean, they could be. Yeah, they. I mean, it chose murderer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I liked it better. Um, I also want to warn you that I did put together a powerpoint. Um, it's really graphic, so if you don't want to look at that, I will skip. Are you talking to us or the fans? Well, you. Okay. I'll skip those slides, um, and then the fans should just be aware if they like to Google images. Um they'll find them. They're, it, they're, yeah, there are a lot of images that are pretty graphic. Okay. Is this a trigger warning for this case? As far no. as what? Like, sexual assault. I don't think so. Okay. Um, I guess trigger warning if you're concerned about, like, murder. Yeah. If, but, if, but then if, why are you looking at it? If it sends you to podcast, think about yeah. people's body bodies being you know, bisected and I, separated like from. Like, you the, that out for us. I would be. I mean, that's how you. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm, just, anyway, just to dive in, you know, everybody knows the shit, so you know, you know, you know, you know. Um, true. I'm here. So for this. You are here. I'm right. going to take you guys back to January 15th, 1947. January fifteenth, nineteen forty-seven. That's Pat's birthday. My dad was born in nineteen forty-seven. Um, well, that was the day that the body of a young woman was found by Betty Bursinger and her three-year-old daughter oh. while oh. taking a stroll in L.A. Yeah. yeah, the body was naked, cut in half at the waist. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm concerned but, because you said you don't know much about this case. Yeah, that's new. No. Yeah. Jesus, Yeah, um, I do know this case a little bit, but so it's fun seeing your reaction to that. I know this case pretty well okay. for those of you who want a description, Lacey just gave like the most like shocked face yeah she was, I did like, not she a like she like froze ands at the word bisected um okay, so the body was naked, cut in half at the waist, and posed in such a way that she was first thought to be a mannequin. Wow. I find that very common when reading about cases he, that he people dead like, bodies are mannequins. Yeah. A lot. Where do they think, think mannequins mean, or dead bodies. Yeah. That doesn't make sense because we don't expect, I think it's more plausible to us that we are coming across a mannequin versus a dead body because we just don't expect but it so I much. To see dead body on the street. Or not. Or a, well, mannequin. Man- a mannequin. A mannequin If you were approaching, like, I don't know, a dumpster and you saw what could be a mannequin or a dead body in it would you first think mannequin thrown away or well dead i would body dump. well i do this and i go to dead body fair you hmm? she, she does, does the truth that i'm this podcast so i go to the oh. body she I, my brain interpreted that in a weird, i thought you were dumpster diving nope. looking for bodies is the way that that went what she does in her free time is her business, Lacey. I'm shutting it up. So. And I'll thank you to mind your own goddamn business. Well, thank you. Now thank I'm going to bring it up as often as possible. All right. So mm. she didn't want it. Mm.
1: The body of a young
0: woman was found by this woman and her three-year-old daughter. She was naked. She was cut in half at the waist. She was posed like a mannequin, and she was located only a few feet from the sidewalk. There was no blood at the scene, despite the amount of mutilation and cuts to the body. Was she, like, in the street, or, like, in, like, a field? She was, so like she it? was in a park. Um, she was located, she wasn't, like, deep in the park. She, she was pretty close to the street. straight line. there. Yeah. Um, so, this was clearly a dump site. Mm-hmm. There was no blood at the scene, and she was kind of half. Plus, she was mutilated with. I'm just, like, looking at you this whole time, because I'm waiting to see that shocked face again. Um, I'm hoping for it. Okay. The Black Dahlia was so named because the victim was rumored to enjoy wearing sheer black clothes and because there was a movie in the theaters at the time called The Blue Dahlia. I didn't know that. That seems like quite the nickname. Quite a seems, lead nickname. Yeah, it seems like a bizarre. Like, why would yeah. you think yeah. of that? Because she's, she likes, she's wearing black and there's a blue Dahlia. No, 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 she wasn't wearing black, she was naked, but she loves to oh, wear yeah. black. And the most popular movie. Well, they figured out who she well, was. Yeah, but... yeah, it was weird because imagine if they they found a body and it was a person and they wore red a lot. They're like, "Avengers are out there right now." That's being said about Lots a fun one? Be known at the red event. Yeah, we'll also take flowers. You know our, our flowers, and so like there are worse things you can call it a lot. Yeah, that that wasn't like a bad name. Just does seem like a weird. She enjoyed out. Yeah, they're pretty. It just seems like a weird yeah, yeah. name. A body. Yeah. Um, so the LAPD led the investigation and requested assistance from the FBI. They sent what they had to the FBI, and 56 minutes later, so wow. yeah, less than mm-hmm. an hour. The FBI is pretty. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, the FBI identified the body on in under an hour. That's pretty good. They used the blurred fingerprints to so. The LAPD sent blurred images in the fingerprints and the FBI was able to identify the body as twenty two year old Elizabeth oh, Short. That's so young. You no, know, I don't expect anything less than the LAPD. Yeah. effects. Yeah. The they've perfect. had quite the track record in the past. Yeah. Pause for a second. Huh. It's believed that Elizabeth had been in Hollywood, hoping to get her big break. Although she had no acting credits or jobs, her fingerprints were matched to two previous prints that the FBI had in their collection of 100 million prints. Wow. Yeah. She had applied for a job as a clerk at the commissary of the Army's Camp Cook in California in January of 1943. And in September of 1943, she had been arrested for underage drinking by the Santa Barbara police. Her mugshot was also on file and provided to the press by the FBI. The FBI continued to assist in the investigation by running background checks on potential subject, suspects, as well as conducting interviews all over the U.S. They also checked students at the University of Southern California Medical School. Because the body was so cleanly cut, it be, it's believed that the suspect must have had skills in dissection, mm-hmm. so they focused on the medical school. Okay. They had over a hundred and fifty suspects that there, but there still hasn't been any arrests. Ooh. So I'm gonna tell you a little bit about Elizabeth Short. Okay. And she was yeah. twenty two and She was, was twenty two. Mm-hmm. So um, Elizabeth or Beth, as the, her friends called it, Short was twenty two year old, twenty two. Elizabeth, or Beth, short, was 22 years old with black hair and green eyes. She spent her youth in Boston and Florida before moving to California, where her father lived. The newspapers described her as a very attractive, with bad lower teeth and fingernails chewed to the quick. Ow. She was last seen alive on January ninth, 1947, so six days? Yeah before her body was discovered. Um, When she exited a car at the Biltmore Hotel and entered the lobby, she was wearing a black suit, of course, because that was her favorite color, a white fluffy blouse, black suede high heels, nylon stockings, white gloves, and a full-length beige coat. She carried a black plastic purse. The newspapers also said, that she, quote, readily makes friends with both sexes and frequented cocktail bars and night spots. Mm. Fun. So Elizabeth was born July ninth, 1924 in the Hyde Park area of Boston. She was the third of five daughters of Cleo A. Short and Phoebe May Sawyer. Oh, Cleo really like and Phoebe. Yeah, that's fun. I like Phoebe May. Yeah, I like the name Phoebe. I feel like any name before May automatically makes you like. Southern. What is um Dorothy's Yep? Yeah. Auntie May. What's well, not her name? Though. Auntie Auntie M. Aunt. <laughs> Aunt. Well who's, who's Auntie May? I don't know. I don't know either. Can Aunt May for Spider Man? Maybe. Oh, well, it's not Dorothy. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. She, she died. Really, just chest pound for a fictional character. Yeah. Uh, that's also Marissa Tomei, she and she is my—I don't know—I love her. Okay. I love pretending to like. I love quoting her monologue from *My Cousin Denny. Oh, was she the one that took the stand and was like dissecting between the cars? Dissecting, like the difference. distinguishing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I like when she's like cute little baby Tia, taking a sip out of the pond, and then. T- now, do you think that baby dear was thinking what kind of pants was the hunk of fucking wearing? like that. Great job. Thank That's you. Good. I'm impressed. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty good at Mr. Tomei in that movie. <laughs> Why did we get of t- <laughs> Sorry. I just wanted to showcase <laughs> my skills. At- <laughs> if anybody wants me to reenact my cousin Vinny, I will do it on one condition. I need Joe Pesci to reprise his role as Vinny. I won't do it right. That's any. fair. I think that's the only way. I love Joe Pesci. Yeah. What are we talking about? Elizabeth Short? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Black so. Shout out Joe Pesci. Mm-hmm. Cleo and Keating That's That's where well. we are. Mm-hmm. In 1927, so three years after Elizabeth was born, the family moved to Portland, Maine. Before moving back to the Boston area, Cleo Short built mini golf courses. Sounds like a fun job. Oh. Yeah, I feel like that takes a certain level of creativity. Mm-hmm. Probably like carpentership. Carpentership, yep. That's the thing. Is it worth? Sure. I don't think so. So, uh, the shorts lost most of their savings in the 1929 stock market crash. Ooh. Is that a big one? I think that's part of the depression. When was the depression? I think when Bailey was being sarcastic. Sarcasm? Welcome. Fuck. Me. Jesus. <laughs> hey, you know what? Why would instead of making fun of me for not picking up on our sarcasm, talk to her about being more sarcastic? I, I'm pretty good at sarcasm. Didn't pick up on that. <laughs> In 1930, when Elizabeth was six, Cleo's car was found abandoned on the Charlestown Bridge, and it was assumed that he had jumped into the Charles River. Phoebe, now a single mother of five, began working as a bookkeeper to support the family. Elizabeth had to have lung surgery at age 15 due to bronchitis and severe asthma attacks. Doctors recommended she relocate to a milder climate to prevent further respiratory problems. Imagine if the doctor was like, you need to live somewhere else. (laughs) You can't handle this shit. Move to California. This is when she went to Florida. Actually. To spend winters with family friends in Miami over the next three years. Still no. She dropped out of Medford High School during her sophomore year. And in 1942, Phoebe received a letter from Cleo. Oh, son of a bitch. From the grave or Ben and his family. That's yeah, cool. In the letter, he apologized and revealed that he had not died <laughs> and was, in fact, living a new life in California. With a new family, too? No, just just living his own bachelor life. Yeah, that's nice. I yeah. that okay. would also like to remind you that he disappeared in 1930, and this letter came in 1942. So he took a nice long well, break. Had... For him to get back to Cleo. <laughs> Isn't it, the postage took a really long time. From California to whatever. Probably main, years four years. Yeah, it's still 12, 12 years. To, yeah, well, I'm just saying, it's better than 12 years. So, <laughs> in December of 1942, Elizabeth was 18 and decided to move to Valley. Vallejo? Vallejo? Oh? Okay. Cal- Vallejo, oh, California, to live with Cleo. So um let's <laughs> so, so, so he's so mad. I'm glad that she she's in different place. He's actually alive. Yeah, okay, I get it. I'm glad to say the being Phoebe. And yes. it's going on and then your daughter's like, I'm dad. Wait, here's the thing that I wrote. If I was Phoebe, I'd be so moved across the country to live with her father abandoned me and our five fucking kids. Yes. That was a me. Yes. Wasn't she six? She was third of five. Mm-hmm. So when he left, she was six, right? Yeah. Yeah, meaning that they had two under six and two older than six, but still. And in the Great Depression. And that means she was also that means she was also even though young, old enough to remember him leaving. Dealing with <laughs> that. I, st- st- I also, I also love In my note, I went on and said Elizabeth was the third of five, and she was six when he left. So the the younger two were under six. I don't know how old the older two were, but still. So, only did he just abandon them. He made them think he had killed himself and was dead. You know what? Fuck you, Cleo. I think he's probably dead, so you probably get away with saying that. I don't have to whisper it. Thank you. Cleo was working at the Mare Island Naval Shipyard. On San Fran Bay. Elizabeth and her father began arguing and Elizabeth Elizabeth moved out in January of 1943. So they lived together Good. for a month. So I wonder if Elizabeth asked her dad if she could live with him or if she just showed up. Yeah. Presuming that he just like let her in. She was like, I left you. And I not for you to follow me. I understand that being why they had arguments. <laughs> yeah. I can invite you here, bitch. Yeah. Um... Also, I want to like. I feel like you should keep in mind that he worked at the Mayor Island Naval Shipyard. Okay. You want to keep that? Well, I noticed a pattern, and I want you guys to kind of. I'm gonna. You know, I'm gonna put a pin on it. Perfect. Put it into the board. So Elizabeth began working as a clerk at the commissary of the army of the army's camp cook. This is how her fingerprints fingerprints first got into the FBI database. Okay. She briefly moved in with an Air Force sergeant who allegedly had abused her. She moved to Santa Barbara in the summer of 1943. She was arrested in September 23rd, 1943 for underage drinking. As a result, she set, was sent back to Maine, but she instead went to Florida. So, like, punishment for underage drinking was like, you have to go home. Uh, <laughs> get out of the state. I'm not going to make sure you get there either. Yeah. You, you have to go home. Yeah. He's you swear you'll get there. <laughs> But like, did you notice that she started working at an army? Yes, I did that and then and she then moved in with an Air Force sergeant. An air force, right, I guess. I'm I am i i kind of thinking maybe she might have daddy issues, you know. I wonder why. Because well, her dad's a fucking loser, thank you, Cleo. While in Florida, she met Major Matthew Michael Gordon Jr. In in the end. Major Matthew Michael Gordon Jr. That is he a name. was a decorated Air Force officer. He was training to deploy for World War II. Elizabeth told friends that after Gordon deployed, he had written her a letter proposing marriage. He was recovering from injuries from a plane crash in India. Elizabeth accepted the proposal, but Gordon later died in a second plane crash on August 10th, 1945. I feel like after the first, he should have just stopped. In July 1946, Elizabeth moved back to L.A., which she was kicked out of, forever la oh that's where she had yeah. her drunk underage her drinking and okay. they were like go back the whole yeah yeah um I forgot where she was i mean she did wait for years so maybe there was like a you can't come back for three years but she's she... old enough to drink now elizabeth moved back to la to visit air force lieutenant jo- joseph gordon Fickling, an acquaintance from florida who was stationed at an air base in long beach she began working as a waitress, renting a room behind a Florentine Gardens nightclub on Hollywood Boulevard. According to some sources, she had dreams of being a film star, but had no acting jobs. On January 9, 1947, the last time anybody saw her alive, mm. Elizabeth returned home after a brief trip to San Diego with her boyfriend, Robert, a.k.a. Red Manley. His last name is Manly. He was a 25-year-old man married to Harriet Manley. Um, he's... Court, did you have a... Did you pick he's, up something? He, uh, you said he's her boyfriend? But, yes. But he's married. Yes, he has a wife, yes. And they're not the same person. Oh, okay. Yeah. Totally casual. be yeah. real honest and tell you that that just looked right by. But <laughs> not the death, the fake death. He worked really so. Also... Red Manly went on a brief trip to San Diego with his girlfriend, Elizabeth Short. Not his wife. Right. And then he came home to his wife, Harriet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, had red, he had red hair and sold pipe clamps. Mm-hmm. He had red hair and sold pipe clamps. So, wait. He, he, I don't know. Don't ask me what a pipe clamp is. I love that. I'm like saying like, he was a ginger. Yeah, I have uh, red hair. Yeah. So that explains why he was cheating. He doesn't have a soul. No. Oh, gotta cut that out. That's offensive. I'm <laughs> <laughs> only the gingers, and they don't have soul. But There's <laughs> a very short by, um, percentage of gingers. What? What color hair is Patrick? Mm. He's light hair. Light brown, light hair. He's light brown hair, but his beard goes red because of the, the Irish. But um, I have a really good 40%. friend. That's percent. I have a really good friend that is a ginger, and she let me say that one. So Manley said that he had dropped Elizabeth off at the Biltmore Hotel. Elizabeth had planned to meet her sister who was visiting from Boston. Some employees at the hotel reported seeing Elizabeth. Some employees at the hotel reported seeing Elizabeth using the lobby telephone. Shortly after some patrons at the Crown Grill Crown Grill cocktail lounge allegedly saw Elizabeth. The bar was located three-eighths of a mile away from the hotel. So it's possible she was on the phone, and then she went to the bar to wait for whomever she was on the phone with. Elizabeth's, Elizabeth's naked body was discovered in a vacant lot on the west side of South Norton Avenue between Coliseum Street and West 39th Street in the neighborhood of Lamer Park. So, a vacant lot, not a park. But she was in a neighborhood called Lemert Park. This was a largely undeveloped area at the time. Her body was completely severed at the waist and drained of blood. Her skin was a pallid white. The medical examiner determined the time of death to be about 10 hours prior to discovery. The body had been washed prior to being dumped. Her face had been slashed into a Glasgow smile, Mm -hmm. so from corners of her mouth to her ears. There were several cuts on her thighs and breasts, and entire portions of flesh had been sliced away. The two sections of her body were positioned about a foot apart. About a foot apart. Her intestines had been tucked neatly beneath her butt. The body had been posed with her hands above her head. Her elbows bent at right angles and our legs spread open. Near the body, police found a heel print amid tire tracks and a cement sack containing watery blood. Okay. A reporter for the LA Herald Express named Aggie Underwood was one of the first to arrive on scene and took several photos of the corpse and crime scene before police arrived. So that's why there are so many um, photos mm-hmm. accessible, and they're very graphic and very clear because Aggie got to the scene before police. Yeah, and also his yeah. name is Aggie. Thought I was a man. Yeah, Aggie okay. Underwood. I, Isn't Aggie a boy's name? I thought it could be a girls. I think you're thinking of Maggie. I see Aggie like for Agatha. <laughs> well, let me just Google because I was always thinking. Aggie was a boy's name, like healthy. Oh, healthy. Well, it means good, pure, Greek. Well, just just Google this person and see if he was a boy or a girl. Well, usually they say whether it's a boy's name, girl's name, unisex. Yeah, I think it's unisex. If we were all thinking. Oh, is Aggie a boy or a girl name? The name Aggie is primarily a female name. We got her it. Right. What do we win? We don't know about Underwood, though. What's its last name? I know, but I mean, like, we don't know if this particular Abby yet. Aggie Underwood was Agnes Underwood. <laughs> why An extra S, I feel. I'm sorry. later, like, right? No. Her name is Agnes May Underwood. She was an American journalist. Yeah. And newspaper editor. And one of the first women in the United States to hold a city edit- editorship. Good for her. Editorship on a major metropolitan daily. So good for her, but I also think she was a little cold blooded. Yeah, I think maybe sorry. I think that's just maybe that. why I thought she was a male because I don't know. I found it hard to believe that a woman would be taking those pictures and then yeah, yeah, all that. Well, she had to be cold-blooded to rise to her career and get to that level. Mm. She didn't have to be cold-blooded. She Mm just had to be determined. Wouldn't we be saying cold-blooded if it was a man? I would have called that cold-blooded. I don't know. I feel like cold-blooded is kind of an insult. In this situation, I was using it as an insult. Well, anyway. Ooh, I did. The autopsy was performed on January 16th, 1947, so the next day, by the L.A. County Coroner Frederick Newbar. The report stated that Elizabeth was 5'5", weighing 115 pounds, with light blue eyes, brown hair, and badly decayed teeth. I wish they would lay off her teeth. Yeah. It's really, really And they keep ridiculous. making a point to be like, she's very really pretty, but those she's teeth. Been, yeah. Those like, give fun. her a thing. Sorry. Like, that, <clears throat> maybe mainly just are trying to be like, she's great, but like, have you seen her fucking teeth? Yeah. Like, also, by the way, here's a picture of her. I know, she's so pretty. Yeah, yeah. see, she was pretty, and they were like, well, we can't let her be too pretty. Mm -hmm. We can't keep her up here. We need to chip her down, just like her teeth. Yeah, just Mm -hmm. find any flaw. Uh So, there was a ligature mark... There were ligature marks on her ankles, wrists, and neck. There was an irregular laceration with superficial tissue loss. Okay. On her right breast. So, he, like... Di- bis- er, dissected? Mm-hmm. He removed, like, some tissue from her boob. Ow, oh, okay. <laughs> from her boob. Uh, also noted were superficial lacerations to the right forearm, left upper arm, and lower left side of the chest. The technique used to cut the body in two was taught in the 1930s and is called a hemicorpo rectum. The lower half of the body was removed by transecting the lumbar spine between the second and third lumbar vertebrae and severing the intestine at the duodenum, which Bailey has informed me. She also, she says it duodenum, which I think is acceptable pronunciation for both. So, all right, I'll support both. Um, The duodenum, because I'm telling the story, so I'm going to say it my yeah. way. Is the first part of the small intestine? It connects the stomach to the jejunum, which is the middle part of the small intestine. Okay. And then it goes into the ileum, and then the large intestine. The large so intestine is out your back. Rectum. Cool. It's large intestine, rectum, anus. Oh my god! So get out of here. But the large intestine, the naming is so much easier. It's the ascending yeah. large intestine, the transverse. Oh no, it's the ascending colon, yeah, transverse colon, and then descending colon. That makes sense. And then sigmoid colon, which is the sigmoid colon is the part where it goes from like I don't know, the anterior part of the body to the posterior where your butt is. Yeah. And it's rectum. shaped it's kinda of like spelled, spelled like an or it's kinda of shaped like an S for a sigmoid. Mm, that was and nice. then rectum, anus, anal sphincters, toilet. Got room at the end. Anyway. The coroner noted very little bruising along the incision line, indicating that the separation occurred after blood flow had ceased, posthumously. Posthumously? Say it again for me. humorous What? Humiously. Posthumously. Does that say that? <laughs> Posthumously? just going to forget the T and the H there? No. Posthumously. Post. That's it's dumb. True. You're dumb. You're dumb. Listen, thanks yeah. to the dumb language. Okay. We knew that. Posthumously. Where is it? Right there. Posthumously. Posthumously. <laughs> We've said it so many times, it's starting <laughs> to not <laughs> something words <laughs> to, like, you what to what me and I won't be able to help in a minute. Posthumously. Posthumously. So what's it mean? After death. death like people are sometimes posthumously given an award has has ceased posthumously there was another gaping le- laceration a little over 4 inches in length running from the u- umbicula- ubi- umbilical umbilicus region to the supra pubic region. Jeez. Okay. So in medicine the abdom- abdomen is broken up into four quadrants and also into nine regions. Jeez. The regions are along the like so it's it's, it's so like directional three, yeah. Um the top is the left and right hypochondric re- chondriac regions separated by the epigastric region. Um the middle is the left and right lumbar regions separated by the umbilical umbilical region which is umbilical belly button um and then the bottom is the left and right iliac region separated by the hypogastric region so when he says four inches in length running from the umbilicus region to the suprapubic region it was like from the belly button down to a groin which um the hypogastric region can also be called the supra I feel really like you okay. could have just said from her belly button to her groin. We all know that was going on. When it's a my. way. Well, no. Use your medical language. I. Yeah. I mean, I learned. And she she for, for the record, we went hard to get this medical knowledge, okay? Let us flex it. And I'm learning now. For the record, yeah. the organs that that would have exposed were the bladder, the sigmoid colon. See? Oh. And the female reproductive organs. Okay. So maybe, um, something important. The lacerations to Elizabeth's face were three inches on the right side and two and a half inches on the left. Her skull was not fractured, but there were, there was bruising on the front and right side of her scalp with a small amount of bleeding in the subarachnoid space on the right side. The cause of death was determined to be hemorrhaging from her face And shock from the head trauma. Nugar, the coroner, also noted that she may have been raped, but no sperm was found. So I think he was just saying that because of the way her body was found. Mm. Being naked and mutilated. And posed that, that way. Due to the graphic nature of the murder, there was a media frenzy. Sure. Following Elizabeth's identification, reporters from the L.A. Oh, God, you're going to love this. Ready? So excited. Following Elizabeth's identification, reporters from the L.A. Examiner contacted her mother, Phoebe, and told her that Elizabeth had won a beauty contest. They pried as much personal information about Elizabeth as as they could before disclosing to Phoebe that her daughter had actually been murdered. They offered to pay for her to travel and hotel in LA to help with the investigation. This was another ploy to keep her away from other reporters. It should be an actual crime. I feel that that should be an actual crime. Uh huh. Like when the press discloses a death to the family before police, I get upset. Yeah, I think that's insane. Imagine. Especially after, like, asking all that advice. Right, oh, so yes. manipulative, was and and lying about the beauty yes. contest. That is strictly manipulation. Yeah. The press was really terrible to Elizabeth. They described her to be wearing a tight skirt and a sheer blouse. Described her as an adventuress. Okay. Who corraled Hollywood Boulevard. Wow. And they described the murder as a sex fiend slang. So That's they, slang. like, called her, like, they pretty much were implying that she is And the media is always like, hey, they basically everybody... called her a slut. Yeah. Yeah. The media's like, why do they, we're just telling the news? With news. bad teeth. You know, if she got herself murdered in a sexual manner, because she was prowling fun. the streets, in a tight skirt, and sheer oh. blouse. Nerve with uh, and she had a coat on. Let's you traumatize her mom now. Yeah, no, we already did that on January twenty first, nineteen forty seven. A person claiming to be the killer called the editor of the L A Examiner to congratulate the newspaper's coverage of the case. He also told them that he did plan to eventually turn himself in, but wanted to pol- wanted police to pursue him a bit longer first. It's a nice feeling wanted, isn't it? You, you, you. you Don't don't let it be over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On January 24th, a Manila envelope addressed to the Los Angeles Examiner and other Los Angeles papers was discovered by a postal worker. The postal worker found it suspicious because the address was put together by individual words that had been cut from newspaper clippings. Um, Can you picture that? Like Mm -hmm. a kidnapping note? Yeah. A large message on the face of the envelope read Here is Dahlia's belongings, letter. To follow, the envelope contained Elizabeth Short's birth certificate, business cards, mm-hmm. photographs, names written on pieces of paper, and an address book with the name Mark Hansen embossed on the cover. The manila envelope package had been cleaned with gasoline, similarly to Elizabeth's body, leading investigators to br- believe it was sent directly from the killer. Despite trying to clean the package, fingerprints were found and sent to the oh, FBI. The prints were compromised while in route and could not be properly analyzed. Feels. So he has like a he like douses everything in gasoline to get rid of evidence, mm-hmm. which I didn't know you could do. No, seems I learned like that today. Very easy. It seems like good information to have. It seems like an easy like I when they say clean the body, I picture them like scrubbing a body, and I'm yeah. like, yeah. Seems hard. Where you could just pour gasoline on them and you're good. Also on January 24th, a handbag and a black suede shoe were found on top of a garbage can in an alley about two miles from where Short's body was found. The items had also been cleaned with gasoline, but more efficiently than the package, so no prints were recovered. On January 26th, another letter was received by the examiner. It was written... It was handwritten... It read, quote, here it is, turning in Wednesday, January 29th, 10 a.m. Had my fun at police, Black Dahlia Avenger, and, quote, you like and the real Avenger. <laughs> the letter also named a location at which the supposed killer intended to turn himself in. Police waited at the location. Surprise, surprise, the killer did not arrive. Instead, at 1 p.m., the examiner received another cotton pasted letter, which read, quote, Have changed my mind. You would not give me a square deal. Daya killing was justified. Oh, you like strange. to change my mind. mind. You know, everyone gets anxiety about, like, going out and, like, meeting yeah, friends. Yeah, So, like, i lots of, of Like, newspapers. Yeah. Newspapers at the time started printing sensationalistic reports. Rub hearts. Yeah. (laughs) Suggesting that Elizabeth had been tortured for hours prior to her death. Police allowed the information to continue to circulate in an attempt to conceal the true cause of death from the public. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, a friend of Elizabeth's, who happened to be a stripper, told police that Short, quote, liked to get guys worked up over her, but she'd leave them hanging dry. This led reporters and police to look into the possibility that Short was a lesbian. They began investigating gay bars. The only possible explanation: may maybe she would not sleep with him. She had to be gay. You should she was just a tease? Yeah. But um, I'm sure you're surprised. The gay bars were not helpful. On February 1st, the L.A. Daily News reported that the case had run into a stone wall. The story continued to be the front page news for the examiner for 35 days following the finding of the body. Lead investigator Captain Jack Donahue told the press that they believed that the murder occurred in a secluded building or shack on the outskirts of L.A. before her body was transported into the city for disposal. They believed that due to the precision of the cuts to the body, the murderer was a doctor, surgeon, or someone with medical knowledge. So, could be Bailey. On yeah? How are you? Uh, you eighty something? On March fourteenth, a pile of men's clothing was found by the ocean's edge in Venice, which is not Venice, Italy. What? It's Venice, California. Yeah. I thought it was Italy. I was like, that's weird. This is far away. So much stuff that you've been learning lately. It's it's actually a neighborhood in the city of LA. You're pretty. I'm sorry, I don't know about California. Mm. Have you never heard of Venice Beach? Yeah, I heard about that. Okay. I don't know. Where did you think it was? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Shit. I'm having so much fun. Buckle in. It's <laughs> not too much fun. Do you know where it is? California. Okay, do you know where? It's on the west side region of LA County. Oh. The clothing included blue, herringbone, tweed, Coat and trousers, a brown and white t-shirt, white jockey shorts, tank socks, tank socks, tube socks, tan socks, (laughs) tan socks, tan moccasin leisure shoes, size 8. Tucked in one of the shoes, a note written in pencil was found. The note read, to whom it may concern, I have waited for the police to capture me for the Black Dahlia killing, but have not. I am too much of a coward to turn myself in, so this is the best way out for me. I couldn't help myself for that, or this. Sorry, Mary. A beach caretaker found the clothing and reported it to John Dillon, lifeguard captain. John Dillon, lifeguard captain. (laughs) I was just thinking not to throw out theories, because I know it's unsolved and everything. But I was going to say, I bet he faked killing himself. Say, I bet he faked killing himself to throw off suspicion or make people think he was dead. And I was like, oh, her fucking dad did that. Not because he murdered somebody. That yeah, we know. But it just reminded me that you know, I was so whole So, um, you said size 8, Maka Yeah. Maka Moccasins, leisure. Little man feet. Tiny for a man. That's why he was so angry. John Dillon, lifeguard captain. Dylan immediately contacted Captain Christensen of West LA police station. No clue to the identity of the owner of the clothes could be found. So Mark Hansen, the owner of the address book found in the envelope. Remember his name was embossed? Yes. Was quickly named a suspect. He was a wealthy night a wealthy local He was a wealthy local nightclub and theater owner. Elizabeth and he were acquaintances, and Elizabeth had previously stayed at his home with friends. According to some sources, Mark confirmed that the shoe and purse found in the garbage belonged to Short. I mean... I feel like... So, most women have multiple purses, right? Yeah, true. They, like, mash their shoes and shit? For I don't know. Us. I just find it hard to believe that Mark was able to identify a shoe and a purse and be like, yeah, that's Elizabeth. But they, they apparently just Yeah, they were apparently just friends. And I don't think my husband could tell you what yeah. if he showed I think only if the purse was like a standout, unusual kind of purse that, that you used a lot. Well, that's a black one. Well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. If it was something that stood out and the person used it all the time, then yeah, I could get a. I thing think I recognize that one. Yeah, But in a lineup of my shoes, and you'd be yeah. like, which and, one's Drew? And like a regular black purse. Yeah. Yeah. Seems fishy. Yeah, that's what I thought. Ann Toth, Short's friend and roommate, reported that Elizabeth had recently rejected sexual advances from Hanson. Mm. She suggested that that could have been a motive for murder, but Mark was cleared as a suspect. So, as I said before, LAPD interviewed over 150 men whom they believed could be possible suspects. Manley Short's boyfriend, had also been cleared as a suspect after passing numerous polygraph exams. Police also interviewed several people found in Hanson's address book, including Martin Lewis, an acquaintance of Short's. Lewis had been eliminated as a suspect after he provided the alibi of visiting his dying father-in-law in Portland, Oregon at the time, which feels like a good alibi. If it's true. Well, yeah, I mean, anyway. Police searched various locations for clues, including including storm drains, abandoned structures, and various sites along the L.A. River. Nothing was found. I think they were getting desperate for the, the It sounded mm-hmm. like they were just searching anywhere. Yeah. Now. Because of the media frenzy, they were probably like, we, we need, need to, to find something. Room. And also, apparently, the murderer was just leaving shit around. <laughs> City Councilman Lloyd G. Davis... Posted a ten thousand dollar reward for information. For the record, that would convert to one hundred and thirty-four thousand one hundred and fifty six dollars and ninety-five cents today. Can I ask a question? A side yeah. note. Is you know like when you like win the lottery, like it's taxed. Mm-hmm. Is reward money taxed?
1: I've I've never know, I don't know. I wanna say, say yes
0: because government. Mm-hmm. So. But like what if it comes from a family? Wouldn't it be like a gift? Well, I was gonna say gifts, I think over ten thousand yeah. taxed. Oh, yeah. So if they could give it to you like ten thousand each year. So here I know this is gonna shock you guys, so just kinda brace yourselves. You Hold on. Shockingly, the announcement of the reward caused many people to come forward with confessions. Most were dismissed as false. And several of these people were charged with obstruction of justice. Did you see her face? No. By this time, police began blaming the press for compromising the investigation. In September 1949, a grand jury convened to discuss the inadequacies of the LAPD's homicide unit. There had been several unsolved murders, especially those of women and children, in recent years. Following the grand jury investigation, police began to revisit Short's murder. They traced her movements between Maine, California, and Florida, and interviewed many people, including people in Texas and New Orleans. No useful information was collected. In 2003, Ralph Asdell, one of the original detectives, told the Times that he believed that he had interviewed shorts killer a man who had been seen with his sedan parked near the vacant lot in the early hours of january 15th a neighbor driving by that day stopped to dispose of some lawn clippings when he saw the parked sedan the neighbor alleged that the right rear door was open and the driver was standing in the lot the neighbor said that he startled the driver who approached him looked in the window of his car before returning to the sedan and driving away. So the neighbor like pulled up in his car to dispose of some long clippings. Mm-hmm. And this driver walked up to his car, looked in the window, and then went back to his car. Yeah, I'd be, I don't know, yeah. freaked out by that. Yeah. The neighbor followed the sedan to a local restaurant and police found the owner and interviewed him. He was cleared of suspicion, but as Del said, he believed the owner of the sedan to be the killer. So that is where I'm going to leave you. Ooh, for part one. Wait, no. Who's the owner? We're going to talk about possible. Oh, I can't wait. In wait. part two, <laughs> but before we go, do you guys want to look at photos? Yeah. Yeah. You don't seem. Well, I had to. I had to think for a second about where it was. I was like, yeah, we'll look at pictures. As the moodleman, sometimes you th- were like mentioned. I just, yeah, they can't do the graphic for pictures. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I even made like a little trigger warning slide for you. So this is kind of a pulled out for a pulled out shot. There's the upper half and there's the bottom half. There's the upper half. And there's the bottom half. You can see that tissue that was removed. Yeah. I know that you had told us that she was cut in half, but for some reason in my head, she was also beheaded. And I don't have any explanation of no, like why I, I felt her. That, well, that her face was off. cut. Yeah. And then you see that incision from mm-hmm. her belly. Button? Don't look at that. That was impossible. So I'm oh, gonna no. I'm going to say the name, but I'll make everybody wait. Yeah, somewhere. don't tell the me. The way you're making us wait. Alrighty. Well, that was Sinister. And we were sarcastic. And we hope you keep listening. Follow our Instagram at Sinister underscore and underscore Sarcastic for show updates. And we also post each episode with some photos. We're always looking for new, interesting show ideas. So if you have any folklore, true crime, or mysterious cases for us to cover, please feel free to DM, DM us on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. If you're enjoying the show and want to purchase some merch to show your support, you can find a link on our Instagram.